This is the J.P. Maroney Audio Vault. All right, so this is the three ways to grow a business. I find that entrepreneurs overcomplicate things. So a lot of times we get in the heat of the battle, trying to grow our businesses, trying to figure out what can I do to make more money? What can I do to get more customers? What can I do to make this thing work? And we began to try new stuff. A lot of us, we call it the bright, shiny object syndrome, but we're trying this, trying that. You know, Earlier in this chapter or in the book, I talk about the difference between strategy and tactics, you know, but we're operating very tactically. We're, oh, let's do a postcard campaign. Oh, let's go run some ads on Facebook. Oh, we should do an event. And so they're trying all these different things. And it's easy to get kind of like overwhelmed with what it takes to really grow a business. And I like to break it down into that there really are only three ways to grow a business. I'd like to say I was the genius that thought this up, but I think I first heard Jay Abraham talk about this. I've heard other people talk about it over the last few years, but I think Jay Abraham is the first person I ever heard talk about this, and it made an awful lot of sense, and it simplified things for me. So here are the three ways to grow a business. Number one, get more clients. Number two, increase the size of the transaction. So in other words, sell them more stuff or more, more expensive stuff. Or number three, get them to purchase more frequently or increase the number of transactions. So I want to break those down because later in the program and in the book and other episodes, we're going to actually cover each of these individually. But I want to talk about them conceptually and overall. Number one, get more clients. Most businesses, this is where they focus. So they're spending all of their dollars going out trying to get more clients or advertising, spending dollars. And, and an entrepreneur should be applauded for being willing to invest money in getting more clients. So that's a good thing. But how do you get more clients? How do you acquire more clients? Well, the first thing, in fact, I just had a call about this a few minutes ago. But you have to think about what is a client worth? to your business. You have to be able to go through those numbers and figure out, okay, if a client's worth $5,000 or $8,000 or $10,000 over their lifetime, I know how much I could spend legitimately before I lose money on a new client. And so I've, I ask people all the time, I say, okay, what's a client worth? And we work through a formula and we have a worksheet for that that we could give people on the Pillars of Profit site. But how much is a client worth? You figure that out. And then I asked them, how much could you spend in order to get a new client before you lose money? And people are like, they go back and forth, and let's say that it's $5,000 is the value of the client. I say, well, actually, it's $4,999.99, $4, right? Now, nobody in their right mind would ever spend the entire lifetime value of a client to get a client, but you can understand that it makes sense to invest in getting more clients. And that's the one thing, once entrepreneurs get over that and they go, oh, wait a minute. If I put money here and I attract new prospects, new leads, and then those a certain percentage of those turn into new customers, and I can do that at a cost that's lower than what that client's worth to me, well, then that I've made profit. You know, I, I was taught years ago that you, know, you spend this much, you make this much, the difference is profit. But how do you execute on that in a business and how do you do that in a consistent and regular way and you got to go through the formulas you got to figure out what is a client worth what are you currently spending to get a new client so you got to know the numbers of of if you're out there spending ten thousand dollars on advertising and you're getting 10 new customers a month guess what 
whether you like it or not, those clients are costing you $1,000 to get them. So if you could figure out a way to get a lot more clients at $1,000 or get clients at less than $1,000, that'd be a bargain. And so I often liken it to putting money in a well. You take a $10 bill and put it in a well and drop it down in the well in a bucket and then you roll the bucket back up and there's a $100 bill there. Well, how many times would you be willing to put a $10 bill in that bucket and lower it down in the well? And a lot of people say, well, I'd do it as many times as I could possibly get another $10 bill. That's the right answer, is that once you understand that you can invest, and that's the key, it really is an investment. It's an investment of money today to get an asset, which is a customer, a buyer, a client, for life. So if you knew that you could put a $10 bill in and then get a $100 bill back out, you'd keep doing that over and over and over again. And I call it trading dimes for dollars. And I always, over the years, I, I, some, you, know, you can see these on my website and people talking about what they've paid me, $1,000 and more per hour for private consulting. And some people go, man, that's crazy, that's excessive. But if I talk to you for an hour and you give me $1,000 and I help you create a strategy in your business that makes you an extra $100,000 this year, that's not trading dimes for dollars, that's trading pennies for dollars, right? So it's getting that multiple back. And when you're going to go out there, if you're going to go out there and consistently grow your business, scale your business, then you got to be willing to invest in getting new clients. So that's number one in the three ways to grow a business. Get more customers. The other two are the ones that most people don't invest the time and energy really developing in their business, and they're some of the most exciting. Here's why. If I've already spent the money to get the customer in the door, then anything I can get them to spend above and beyond on that first transaction or any additional transactions I can get them to come back over time and spend with me is what? Found money, right? One-time acquisition costs many, many times monetizing or increasing the monetization. And that's where it gets exciting. So the second way to grow a business is to increase the size of the transaction. Now, we've heard people do the little cliche thing. You go, you want fries with that, right? But think about that in your own business. How can you create an environment, a situation, an offer in your business that allows you to increase the amount of money that you're being paid per client each time they do business with you? So the size of the transaction. Part of that is add-on sales, right? So if they buy the shoes, maybe they want some socks to go with it. If they buy the pants, maybe they want the suspenders. Does anybody wear suspenders? <laughs> if they buy the suit, Maybe they want the, the scarf or the tie or the shirt or the cufflinks or whatever it might be. So it's adding on those additional sales. That's one way. Another way is to increase your prices. I was talking to someone here a while back and they were absolutely overworked, one slap dab out, and they're like, I can't possibly take on any more clients, but they wanted to grow their income. And I'm like, increase your prices. So you can add on other products and services, right? You can increase your prices. Another thing that you can do is you can upgrade them into a, an option that is better suited for their needs. Now, I'm not talking about upselling people just for your own selfish interest. We all have our selfish interest, but if you're in business, you better be in business for the long game not for the short win. And if you're in business for the long game, then that means making sure that your client's needs are met at the highest level. 
So what happens if you meet with a client and they came in wanting product A, but after asking them some questions and finding out about their situation, what if they really need product B and product B is more expensive? So that's a matter of asking questions, listening, understanding what your prospect really needs, and then reacting to them with something that better serves their needs and in that particular case is more expensive or more valuable and therefore you can increase the size of the transaction. So that's the second way, increase the size of the transaction. The third is to increase the number of transactions or the frequency of the transactions. So if you think about businesses, companies that you've done business with over the last 12 months, how many of those companies have consistently and regularly and effectively followed up with you through email, mail, phone, etc., and given you a compelling reason to come back and do business with them again? It almost doesn't exist. Whenever we talk about like the private equity side of our business, us, what we're doing going forward is buying up companies that have a great product or service and suck at marketing. I find that that is one of the biggest blind spots for businesses today is not effectively following up and getting people to come back for repeat purchases. Go back to what I said a few minutes ago. You've already spent the money to get them in the door the first time. That, those dollars are spent. You never have to do that again to go get them and, and turn them from you know, interested into a prospect, into a customer, into a rabid fan, all you have to do is give them a compelling reason to continue to do business with you. And so effective follow-up, using many of the tools that we use today, email, phone, ringless voicemail, SMS messaging, Facebook messaging, all these tools that are at our disposal to stay in front of those prospects. Why? Because their needs change over time. They have the same problem reoccurring and you've got to fix it. So dyeing their hair, right? It only lasts so many weeks and then they got to get their hair redone. Or their needs change in that, let's say you're in the financial services business and they, when they originally came to you, maybe they did a rollover of an old IRA or 401k and then you never follow up with them and six months down the road, 12 months down the road, one of their family members passes away and leaves the money and they're looking for somewhere to invest that money. Guess what? If you're not staying in front of them, if you're not continuously marketing to them and reaching out to them and offering to serve them, you're going to miss that opportunity when it comes up. So it's getting them back in. But there's some other tricks that you can do to increase the number of transactions. Think about businesses now today. Think about our phones even. Things that we pay for on a subscription basis that we never ever would have thought that we would pay for on an ongoing basis. TV, how many Netflix and Amazon and services that we have nowadays that we pay for on a monthly basis and it's become a part of our life, the very fabric of our lives. Why? Because of the subscription model. And I always challenge entrepreneurs to look at their business model, get on a whiteboard and go through your business model and find out is there anything that you're doing or could be doing that could be converted into a subscription model. So if I'm going out there and installing air conditioning units, and this has already happened in this industry, but let's use it as an example. I'm going out there and installing air conditioning units, 
How often are people going to need another air conditioning unit? Well, here beachside, where you got salty air, it's going to be more frequently, but the average is however many years. And you know that. I might get them back in 5, 7, 8, 10, 12 years, but what about if I could create some kind of a subscription model? Well, what if you could offer them a service to come out and change their air filters on a regular basis, to check the levels in their machine, to make sure that everything's working properly? Well, you could charge for that service, and they do. So people in that business now have service agreements that you can pay for where they'll come out on a regular basis and do maintenance or service work. And again, it's a subscription. So look at your business and try to figure out, how can I convert some of the services, some of the, the, the products, the software we sell, whatever it is that you do? Is there some element of that? It could even be things you're giving away for free, like consulting or advisory services. Maybe you sell a product and you're always giving away your knowledge or advice. Would clients be willing to pay to have a white gloves access to you to get answers to their questions? They might. a month for that particular service. So look at your business and figure out. And what that does is that creates those repeat transactions. Remember, get more clients, increase the size of the transaction, and then number three, increase the frequency of those transactions. Here's where the magic happens. Those things all create incremental growth. If you figure out a way to get more clients, you grow your business. If you figure out a way to increase the size of the transaction, you grow your business. If you increase the frequency of the transactions, you grow your business. But what happens when you combine all three of them? You get exponential growth. So think about this. If simultaneously in your business, you're adding more customers, you're increasing the size of the transaction, and you're increasing the frequency of the transaction, You don't have a business that's doing like this. You have a business that's doing like that. And that's the true magic. When people sit down with me and we're talking about how can I grow my business? How can I make more money? How can I ultimately exit my company, scale it to the level I want to scale it to, and exit my company at the highest level? That's the the key. The three ways to grow a business all combined. You've been listening to the J.P. Maroney Audio Vault. 